is like giving a three-legged horse a walking cane. <laughs> it sounded good for like a quarter of a second, and then you really realize that the horse doesn't know how to use it, and sometimes you just need to like put the horse down. Here's my thing about it, right? With with Like we, like I said earlier, I think it's dumb for Halo to do a battle royale, especially after you gave Fortnite the, the Master Chief skin. Yep. That's it. That that's a wrap. Done. Done deal. You know what else is done? Break it down, dog. My hopes and dreams. Hello and everybody. <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome to You, Me and Lore, where we go through everything that has to do about your favorite game series and we put it in one easy to place, easy to find place. Today we are going over the second episode of Halo. With you as always is me, your host, Brandon Wayner. And with me, as always, is co-host the Ken Dog. I thought you were gonna be like, it's Ken Dog. No, I was like so ready. I, I was hoping oh. I was hoping you would do I hope I was hoping we had like a news at five moment and like we were just gonna uh, pick it up, but we're not there. We're not there yet. I, I, I you know you know what it is? It's cause you did the intro last time. I'm like, oh he's about to drop the Ken Dog. Like No, you did I the intro in, last time. Did I? You did. Damn, I really did talk a lot. Dog. Dude, we did like 18 (laughs) intros on the first episode, though, and then like I don't know which one actually made it (laughs) into post now that I think about it, but shit. Yeah, we keep it trained. Yeah, y'all, this is Kenny. Welcome back. We are happy to have you. We have a fun little episode, a little bit more exposition, but we're going to be tracking through the 2300s into the 2500s as well as we're going to clear up. We're going to clear up a couple things from the first episode as well. Yes. So Brandon, because I messed talk up. About it. I messed up. I got yelled at by Kenny's girlfriend. She yelled dumb, at me. Dumb, dumb. Um, the actual fun fact: she's an actual historian, and she was not pleased. She was not pleased. But <laughs> you know what? In in life, I've learned you've had two choices. And I'm going to quote the big, the big one and only Burt Kreischer on this one. Um, you the have, machine. <laughs> I'm going to quote the machine, and I'm going to say you have two options in life. Um, it's kind of like a a finger against your butthole at an orgy. You can either pull away from it or you can back up into it. And I'm just going to back up into it. I'm going to stick with uh, Thomas Jefferson still has a grandkid alive to this day. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the podcast, y'all. And so did Curb Your Enthusiasm Music. (laughs) Oh, Oh. wait, we... Wait, we said he still had a living. He still had a living child. We like we butchered so many things. Oh, dude, we were oh. we were wrong about a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> we, we were wrong. Turns out it was not Thomas Jefferson. 
It was uh, President Tyler was the guy I was looking for. President Tyler. However, uh, Jefferson does have his what the eighth? What what is it? His eighth generation grandchild. Oh, dude, who knows that side. dude? That dude was banging almost as much as fucking Benjamin Franklin was. Like Benjamin well, Franklin was just getting it. Like that dude went on a European world tour, like <laughs> like to celebrate founding America. It was like banging away, like while his wife was dying. <laughs> Yo, that you know, that's that's funny. That reminds me of uh, the baseball player Pujols because he got in trouble for divorcing his wife while she had surgery or brain mm. surgery. <laughs> But, yo, I think, mind you, also, this is Halo canon, because um, our history is their history. Um, yeah, yo, we're that still means talking it Halo. Was, <laughs> yeah. Technically. Was Benjamin, technically, was Benjamin Franklin the original fuckboy? I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, think about it. Because you, like, fuckboys back then were intellectuals. Yeah. Versus fuckboys now, because, you know, you got to look good and talk good. But back then, like... Clearly, we saw a photo of Benjamin Franklin. You apparently have... Really? You're not looking at the same photo I am. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about 2300, Brandon. That boy's boy's wig was always powdered. (laughs) Which, I didn't know that powdered wigs came out of them. What was it? You're going to have to ask your girlfriend. It was some sort of disease that it was like they were covering up. Was it? Yeah, dude, it was lice. No, yeah, that, that's what it was no, bigger it was than lice. lice. It was bigger than lice. It was like a worse version, not leprosy. Su- it was like super alopecia. It was alopecia. Yo, and like that. God, Will Smith, we're here now. Just be glad. Had to bring it here. Just be glad. Be glad you didn't joke about Alec Baldwin's wife, but um, oh, that dude had the audacity. To stand up afterwards and make a public speech about like what his thoughts on the matter were and if it was right and wrong, right or wrong, and it's like you just killed somebody <laughs> like a month ago. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, who the fuck are you, Alec Baldwin? <laughs> like, okay, you're the most successful out of the thirty Baldwins. Yeah, sure, but that doesn't mean you're shit. <laughs> like, anyway, anyway, um. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna keep and cut and post. So there you go. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm, keep, I'm 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 keeping Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin stays in. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. He's not controversial. No. So. Somehow he will be. Uh, <laughs> in the last episode, we went over the beginning of the Halo timeline, starting with the affairs of Earth and its subsequent expansion throughout the system of Soul, spreading themselves too thin, and with the ever-present drum of company malfeasance. Two terrorist organizations had taken footholds on the human agenda, the communist Koslovics and the fascist Freedens, causing several wars across the system. With the slaughters of the leaders from both camps, the UEG was officially formed, turning terrorist threats of roars to whimpers. That was beautiful. I was I was gonna I was just wanted to say just in layman's terms, uh, there was the US government, there was Antifa, and then there were the Proud Boys. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Can't have one without the other. You have to have that yin and yang. It really be like that. Dog, you, you okay. have to. Because here's the thing. You need the you need left and right. Because the further that you bring one from the other, or the closer you bring one to the other one, the more, like, you're just pushing the other side away. Well, clearly in Halo, it, it, it's funny, right? Because 
this is like the the pre it's it's funny how like the insurrections for like each colony is like the precursor all the way up to the lead up to the actual covenant war it's like weird. It, it's 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 like a funny like and it's the weird universe oh no you oh no i was gonna say the universe is it's kind of like we're gonna we're gonna change y'all we're gonna force y'all through metal and get y'all ready for this fight that's coming nope so it wasn't ready, but definitely doesn't. That's the funny bit. That's the funny bit too. For those of you who knows, like the Halo story, like the at least the major details throughout the games, um, nothing from what we're talking about now actually really fucking changes. Like this shit still goes on too. Like so, even though there's like the like human extic- extinction is going on, humans are still fighting humans over dumb shit that doesn't matter. <laughs> at the end of the day and it's it's mind-blowing because honestly with the way humans are right now in this exact moment in time i could see it <laughs> like not a doubt in my fucking mind because i i don't know man i don't know it's uh the human pessimism we love it but 2300 2300 <laughs> mm. so we left off with the 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 shaw fuki Fu, the shaw fujikiwa translight engine was created that that's where we ended the last episode right in other words we're able to go to slip space we we can go real fast but um, real quick, the resources that we're using for today's episode, because I'm going to bring them up now rather than quoting them after everything I say, I'm just going to bring them all up out front. The resources for today's episode are Halo Warfleet, Halo Mythos, the official Spartan Field Manual, Halo Evolutions, the Ghost of Onyx, Halo the Flood, Halo 3, and Halo Reach. I know that sounds like we're going to be going over a lot of things, um, but really it's snippets out of all those other things that this is generated. So hold on, I want to throw two more things. Uh, whatever videos of Halo Waypoint that we could find, as well as the <laughs> Halo Encyclopedia that was released in 2009. So just a little um, extra. Just for those of you who want to go check this on Halo Waypoint, Halo Waypoint doesn't fucking exist anymore. It does, but it's no longer like you and your friend are talking shit about like what the official name of the Warthog is, and you want to find out. And you just go to Halo Waypoint to find out like who manufactured it and what it was. They got rid of all that. There's no more lore on Halo Waypoint. Halo Waypoint is literally just a fucking propaganda machine now, telling you to go watch their TV show <laughs> and play Halo and play Halo Infinite. Like everything's gone. The links are still live, so you can go to those pages. But those pages just tell you to redirect back to the home page, and when you do, it says it literally tells you in big bold print to go play Halo Infinite. <laughs> Real, real quick it's wild i remember the the goal of waypoint in four it was supposed to be the hub yeah it was supposed to be the hub for everything halo everything everything halo is supposed to be because waypoint is what brought the books and the video games together back in the day mm. this is halo 3 era though like this is like prime halo 3 era is when waypoint became a big thing and then they were like hey we're gonna expand waypoint into making it to where we can track or you can track i shouldn't say we but so that way you could track through what you needed to do for different achievements different armor track your progress through all the games earn you know fire team rewards and halo um odst for the firefight mode you know so like they expanded on it to make it like an actual user face and then they're like mm, we don't like our clientele let's just fuck them <laughs> <laughs> 
343 literally took the golden goose and ate it for dinner. <laughs> he really did. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do a special episode on mm-hmm. how 343 murdered the Master Chief. Yeah. But to follow up with what Ken Dog said, we begin this episode in the year 2310 with the start of the CAA and the CMA the Colonial Administration Authority, and the Colonial Military Administration, respectively. Both of these organizations were created under direct control of the United Earth government in order to better control the colonials and the colonies. Earth had begun to create outside of the system and keep the terrorist threats in check. When they were created, now that's when we first got slip space. That's when they were still, they went back because we were doing the inner colony, excuse me. Hmm. And that's everything past the sun. Well, the inner colonies are weird, so we'll we'll get to that because the inner because even Reach is considered an inner colony, and it's not yeah, in the soul system. And what we'll remember because they went to the eight hundred planet system, and that's how they were mm-hmm. they were tracking it. They were they were doing the eight hundred. But I, what the biggest thing about the the CAA because they 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 kick off this rounds this rounds war with the insurgents because like the 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 way that it was built out was not only would they send out the colony ships with all these people. Um, as you guys remember, prior to, to all of this, there were a whole bunch of wars. And if you remember, the Earth had all the nations raise their armies, and we had a lot more fleets of ships. Everybody knows ships are ships and soldiers are great during wartime, but what do you do during peacetime? So essentially, when they started sending all these ships out to colonize, that's when we got to see them. What the goal was to you know use the armies or the the ships that weren't doing anything. They sent them along with the colonists. And then from there, once they colonized, they would actually like break down the ships, the the, the, the armies that went with them ended up being the security forces for the planet, right? More or less. I mean, the way that I kind of drew it in my head is like for the CAA and the CMA is like, imagine if Border Patrol had a baby with the DMV and then the DMV had a baby with, let's see here, how did I have it? I was trying to explain it to somebody. I said the the DMV, oh, the DMV had a baby with the National Guard, and then that baby had a had a baby with Border Patrol, <laughs> and that's literally like all the bureaucracy of the DMV with like the semi-trained attitude, <laughs> like came together, and that's that's how you got the CAA and the CMA. Essentially, they report directly to the UEG, so they're like the DMV in that aspect, like they are. A, unfortunately part of our fucking system useless does nothing nobody ever wants to get anything done and they instead of trying to do things because they figured out the caa and the cma kind of butted heads so the caa was always like trying to get out of doing their fucking job by like putting up red tape like right which would then cause people to get frustrated which would then cause the CMA to have to take action. So the CMA at first was like frustrated with the people for like, Hey, just fucking follow the rules. How hard is it? <laughs> like, How hard is it to follow the fucking rules? Um, it's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Very hard. And then the CMA was like, what the fuck are these rules? These rules are stupid. <laughs> these are dumbass rules. And that actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I didn't even think about that. Cause that kind of thought is what leads to what happens in 2500 with some of the defections that happen. But, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. Ken dog is like the bureaucracy just kind of overthrew everything. But at this point, all intentions were pure, just like all things in life, the intentions were pure, but the 
you know, what is it? The path to hell is paved with good intentions, is the saying. That's, that's right, bro. The yellow brick road to Oz. How <laughs> Dorothy, Dorothy was a demon. Look how many people she murdered. She never even lifted a finger. I think R2-D2 R2 has the highest kill ratio in Star Wars. Yo, if, man, listen, before we get way <laughs> off topic. Um, I thought we were just bringing God. up random facts. <laughs> nah, yeah, random, random science facts. You ever did you ever see that show on uh, on Fox called Dollhouse? No. With a with Elijah sounds Dushku. like a porn. Like she was like a right, yeah. So it's essentially she was an assassin, or she'd like whatever her job or what her mission was, she'd go and do it, and then they would wipe her identity and her brain or like whatever it was. So that's what I think of R two. This man would go on black op missions, murder people, mind wipe. Hmm. Think about it, like. He has more, I feel like there are more mind wipes versus, you know, the initial, the initial wipe when Anakin got him on, on Tatatouille. Then, you know, the, the wipe after, after, you know, Order 66. And then I think there was a wipe right before, it wasn't a wipe, it was encrypted in the, in the Force Awakens. So clearly my man is Black Ops, clearly. If I wiped your brain, would you still be the same person? No. Because you got to remember, like... That's weird, right? Yeah, well, think about it, right? If you if you wipe away somebody's identity, you wipe away what was their perceived moral compass. So whatever my new identity or whatever my new examples of, that's where I'm going to develop my morals from, right? Depends. Depends on, like, I guess, what about the soul? If I wipe away your memories, like, does your soul change too? Are you still good-hearted? Like, yeah, some of that's going to be based on, like, your prior experiences. Motherfucker, I that am, is in your I am psyche. a ginger. But what about your soul? I am a, I am a ginger. I have none. You are the opposite. You are. I've seen you. You are the exact opposite. <laughs> you are the polar opposite. <laughs> on the color wheel, y'all are on other sides. <laughs> I told you, I'm a tro- hmm, tropical no, no. black. That's what I am. Tropical black. I, I'm... <laughs> I'm just saying, keep playing cyberpunk because that's the question you're going to have to keep asking oh, yourself. But, <laughs> but hey, one brief thing. Um, last episode, we did talk briefly about the the keto space tether. We didn't forget. We're still fucking getting there. Twenty three thirteen. We were in twenty three thirteen. Oh, at, so basically, wait, actually, real quick, there is one last piece of twenty three ten I do want to mention because it does have repercussions okay. in the grand scheme. A certain committee was put together in 2310, and they are called the Committee of Minds for Security. So, yeah, so what this... Big groan. (laughs) So, for all you Poindexters out there, so this is a committee that came came around the same time as the um, CMA and the CAA. So, the committee is actually built up of human artificial intelligence and and brandon you keep me honest on 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 this they were active from 2310 all the way into 2552 as far as that we know know, right they've been around longer and if (laughs) if you played reach and you got the random data packs um you read about i I feel like if, if it was either on waypoint it was either waypoint um halo evolution the graphic the the novel and all the different stories or Halo Legends, one of them, I feel like one of them had a movie or a story about the committee or the assembly. Also, the thing to keep in mind with the committee, with them being um, completely, you know, built up of artificial intelligences, their goal was to examine any potential threats 
to humanity. And um, the way that the... To include humanity itself. As... I want to interject that. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen Age of Ultron... Which, guess what? <laughs> guess who the biggest problem to humanity is? <laughs> well, you, it's, it's funny, right? And, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up this section with, it, with the committee. And the committee is broken into two parts. Uh, there's the majority, and then there is the minority. Um, they, the way that they saw it was the, the, and definitely Brandon, keep me honest, and I may misconstrue it, but we'll fix it. The majority, they believed that they should interact and guide the human race in terms to, to evolution and all that indirectly versus the minority who are about, no, we are going, we are going to force change and evolution on them, whether they like it or not, we're going to do it. We're going to drag them to the finish line if we have to. So this committee... I can't remember which one was which, but those are the drastic differences. And both of them kind of get what they want, so it doesn't matter which is which, because both sides kind of right. win at the end also, of the day. Also, they, they so, just, just like everything in the Halo universe, um, even they have a bad time. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, that wraps up 2310. Yeah, you don't... The biggest way to look at the fucking committee is to just think of the Illuminati and then now think of them as AIs. Congratulations. You just did it. <laughs> like That is them. That is all it is. Honestly, Kenny is going to know more about it, more about them than I will, um, because for me, it was kind of one of those things I read and it just always seemed... It just always seemed forced. Like, it never seemed, like, organic to the Halo universe. It was just like, let's add one more weird thing to this already weird shit going on. You know what I mean? So, my brain just didn't accept it and rejected it. <laughs> like, like, it just rejected the reality. Like, it was just like, nope, gone. <laughs> it's, yeah. But, yes, we do have to recognize them, unfortunately to me. I was going to try to skate by you, too. I almost no, had you. No, man. almost had you. <laughs> I almost got it. <laughs> I almost got by. Because I was never, never going to bring them up. <laughs> but um, going back. All right. So going back. Last episode, we talked a little bit about the Keto Space Tether. And for those of you who didn't do your own research, first of all, you fail. Next time, do your goddamn homework. All right? You see, not gonna warn your you mom again. is a shame of your um, life choices. Shame on you. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into how a space tether works because I read about it in theory, because obviously we don't fucking have one, but I read about it in theory and how it would work. And it is the wildest thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> like, um, basically it's a, it's an elevator that goes from the planet and I have to use the term the planet and not earth, but from the planet to space. And you may think, like, I mean, really low orbit, like, where gravity still space, a thing. Motherfucker. No. Space, motherfucker. No. I mean space. <laughs> I mean fucking space. <laughs> like, zero G is space. Um, and it used a lot of big words that I can't say, let alone spell. So, I'm going to ignore all that. Just know, a space tether specifically this one the keto one other ones will get built but specifically the keto one is important and it literally is just an elevator from earth to space uses used to transport cargo personnel and vehicles and on january 14th 2313 it's done it's finally fucking built wipe our hands of it it's done 
All right. And with that, we can finally get into the first thing I was wrong about. <laughs> talk, talk about it. Tell the people how great All I right. am. <laughs> I was wrong. We're going to get into Ryan. Oh, oh actually, one. no, there, there is one little, oh little thing I want to talk about because I feel like we skimped over laws a little bit because we talked about the rights act and like, hey, you can't be treating people like shit in space. Well, you you can, but twenty mm-hmm. well twenty three fifteen. There was a bit of a convention, right? So it's the UNSC Convention of Admiralty Law. So the the best way to to sum up this convention is the main focus was on pri- uh, piracy, right? You know, we have people in space. People are able to fund their own warships. You're a few years ahead. No, it's in 2315. It is in 2315. Mm, I'm thinking it's 2415. Because that's also... Because the first pirates come out of... Um, piracy came out of that fucking mining planet. Uh, uh, look, Dude, I'm telling you, look it up. T- uh, 23... It up. What was the name it of it? It is the UNSC Convention on Admiralty Law. Takes place in 2315. And guess what? It's the same year Orion Phase 1 started. That's weird. That's some contradictory shit then, because pirates don't come out in the what I read until the year... Where was that fucking planet? Because we have to talk about them, Are you talking too. about Meridian, or...? It might, yeah, it's Meridian. So... That's the first case of pirates on my end. Because that's when the miners realized that they could make more money just selling shit illegally than they could legally. Well, it's so the the funny thing about it, right? It's it, and mind you, if we if we find something that's more concrete, but it said they say twenty three fifteen is when they had the conversation. Because maybe think about it, they they probably learned their lesson from what happened on Mars, mm. what happened on the Jovian moons. Like, hey, we need to make rules. Okay, so I'm reading it now, and yes. That's exactly. So you and I are arguing about something that doesn't matter because it was kind of like wedged in there. So because it talks about watercraft, aircraft or spacecraft. Right. So it was just so it wasn't specifically about pirates. Right. But it's like, you know, it, it it's kind of like the committee a couple years ago talking about what if we found aliens. But here's here's the most important thing. And I think this is like, what if space pirates? Right. But <laughs> somebody was like, yo, space pirates. <laughs> <laughs> clearly after all like clearly after the Kulsevics and the Freedians it's like alright we need to have a conversation y'all like because the thing if, the thing about it how I see it too I see it as an excuse for the UNSC right if they're if you try to have a type of insurgent group or something now I have a reason to get you because I could be like oh pirates right yep the the thing that that the my favorite part about the whole thing that I read because you know it's your typical government like hey if you do X Y Z handling X Y handling X Y Z vehicle, you know you're gonna get this right. The thing to keep in mind is in the event that let's say you are out of out of the jurisdiction the juris, jurisdiction of a planet, any state colony, right? Let's say Brandon, me and you have our own ship. We got our own crew. Me and you are miners. We have our own mining vessel. We are I. 
am not a minor. I am over 18, sir. Bro. I can, drink. can drink. And I he do it well. juice, y'all. <laughs> tons of juice. With that gin. Why did that sound I'm, so Caucasian? Can you please, please? Dog, I actually hate gin. I fucking despise it. It is the grossest shit to me. I would rather lick tar than drink a shot of gin. I hate gin. It's gross. Well, gin hates you, bro. Gin is a great Asian Dog, rapper. I can tell. <laughs> the way it reacts on my tongue, it lets me know. <laughs> it tells me it's terrible. All right, so here it is. Here, here's the main part. Like, I should read the law and all that, but this is the main thing. Is Oh, don't you read that. I just read that. Don't read that. Oh, yeah, I'm not. They don't need to know all that. <laughs> no, the, the, the thing I love the most about it is if me and you ran a ship, we had our crew, and pirates came for us. And by, you know, the fact that as you were cowering in fear in your captain's cabin, and I'm out here saving the day, if we caught all the pirates, we could literally have a court and murder all of them. For trying, because not only did they try to rob us, we overcame it. And because we're we're in international space, we can murk them and nobody would know. And then we would just report it as piracy and that's it. Dog, it is so hard. Them taking out Halo Waypoint is really just fucking kicking my ass. (laughs) It's because the only reference for it is on Halo Waypoint Mm. that I can find. And so all I'm finding is like the leftover data from it. I'm not finding the source itself. So we're going to have to find, we're going to have to find concrete on that guys. Cause we'll get back to you. (laughs) Just let us murder people in space and call them pirates, Brandon. You know, I don't doubt it, but to, you know, to be fair, to be fair, it's it's one of those things where to be to be fair, it was established, but at the same time, in terms of where we're going to be going, the, is it really going to be relevant? Because we know how bad the UNSC really is. Laws be damned. Yeah. Let's face it. They do it anyway. Like. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> All right. So on April 13th, 2321, I was waiting for you. Oh, no, dog. You're good. That's all I had. Oh, okay. That's it. Okay. I thought, okay. I, well, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, dope. you're waiting for me to ruin it. I, every time I throw out a date, I have to pause now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got, I got facts for you for days. No, let me, let me, let me, re- let me retcon. Let me retcon. <laughs> <laughs> fucking over here like goddamn Marvel retcon and Moon Knight. <laughs> like, no, um, no spoilers, no spoilers. I haven't seen anything. But I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. I'm letting it finish before I watch it because I'm going to binge smart it. Smart man, smart man. Yep. Um. So on April thirteenth, twenty three, twenty one, the first five applicants for Orion are accepted. Right now, the project was designed to apply biochemical enhancements to several top marines in the UNSC to effectively create super soldiers that are capable of handling large-scale issues with minimal personnel. So this is the first time on paper <laughs> I want to establish that. <laughs> and by the way, finding that paper is hard in the records, but the first time on paper where um, we have actual all the things we talked about where people were like doing genetic mutations and experimenting on different, the human genome and stuff, all that was handing hand like handled in a lab. That was all like, what ifs that was never like applied science. That was always the, we could do this, but we don't know the result. 
now we are doing this not only to find the result, like, yeah, sure, that's what they're, the scientists are writing it off as, so that way they can go to sleep at night. But the UNSC, which is at this point, ergo, the UEG, is doing this so that way they can find a better way to control large amounts of people with very few people. I wonder why they need that resource. Hmm. I don't know. Weird. Um, <laughs> now... <laughs> I specifically wrote this next section with you in mind, oh, Kendall. <laughs> wait, the, the fact, like, I'm like waiting to like shit on your Orion parade just to be like, mm-hmm. oh, guess when it uh-huh. ended. So, <laughs> for, for the listeners, Ken Dog and I had a debate that was like a couple hours long <laughs> about the Orion project, and it turns out it's kind of like what was like with those laws. It, it's kind of like. What's written isn't always the full story, but at the same time, it's verifiable data versus things that are just kind of found around. So we were kind of arguing the same thing. At the end of the day, it didn't fucking matter. And more importantly, Ken Dog was right. Thank you. That, I'm like, I'm like waiting. I'm up. waiting for this. Like, wait, when are you yeah, gonna say I'm right? Because I yeah. hijacked this whole well, thing. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Because I wasn't technically wrong, and you were technically right. Don't do because there wasn't there wasn't two of them. It was phase one, phase two. Don't you don't you dare! Don't you but, don't you motherfucking I'll you, dare! I'll give you the gratis <laughs> of of being right. But um, getting into it. So contrary to popular belief, um, the the Orion Project's um, participants their successes their successes encountering criminal and terrorist activity became like crucial factors in the approval of future soldier, uh, super soldier Marines. Now it would be put on indefinite hold in the year 2329. So only a few years later, like only eight years later, it was put on hold. And the biggest reason on paper, it was put on hold and not canceled was budgeting conflicts that bearing in mind, there's only five of them, low retention rates, those were the two big issues. And the other issue being humanity right now is going through, like they are prepping. They haven't expanded too far out the solar system yet, but at this point they are ex- like prepping for a mass exodus of earth. There's about to be a lot of motherfuckers leaving earth. And so the UEG is trying to assign as many assets as it possibly can to people who are going to be able to manage them and super soldiers that you don't know how much you can rely on them because you messed with their fucking brains isn't something that you need stirring up the pot right now while you're still vying for control for other planets that are about to be settled because you need those resources and you more importantly want to stay in power so with low retention rates and the inability to scale the program with the expansion of the human settlements um a little something else was going on there was adverse effects happening to the soldiers themselves meaning yeah so what was happening was these super soldiers they had a little bit of a rage problem they got a little angry they're like you know like when uncle jim he drinks a little bit too much of the family reunion and your grandpa has to stand up and yell at him and it's the first time you ever seen granddad yell and you get really scared so you go hide by your mommy it was like that just me okay yeah man listen i listen i I used to visit my uncle everybody deep down really had a memory that may not have been like that but something similar happened 
<laughs> um, my drunken idiots are from so, college, so that's all I can tell you. <laughs> well, so for fortunately, like most of these rage issues were like against either other super soldiers or against structures that were able to take their bullshit. So there wasn't any kind of like psycho mantis killing sprees going on. It was pretty like, uh oh, these dudes are getting kind of wacky. We better pull them in. So what happened was um the UNSC pulled them all out and they went to Oni, you know, because Oni's the the big chief dog and they're like, hey daddy, um we got we'd made a boo-boo. Can you fix it? And Oni was like, yes, give me your children. And they gave all of them to Oni. Um, and Oni just assigned them randomly throughout. Like, this guy in office work, we'll throw that dude in the mail room. We'll put this guy up here, you know, and just kind of hit him everywhere. Um, but they didn't actually fix any of them. <laughs> they just, they were just like, real, a real quick. Uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just tell people not to go to the mail. <laughs> I want to interject all five candidates where their names were Kyle. All five, like <laughs> all of them. <laughs> was it drywall wasn't safe in the Oni offices? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's really weird, Kenny? You want to know something really weird? Uh, <laughs> what What's more weirder than the government making super soldiers and not knowing what to do with them? That all of them mysteriously died a year afterwards. <laughs> It's as if the body rejected those random drugs, those those augmentations. Or one of them was getting pretty chatty. <laughs> yeah, you guys will come to find out in, in, in Halo, the worst thing you can do working for Oni is become talkative. That is the worst. Even if you don't work for Oni, if they find out you talk... Even- they- like <laughs> Oni assassinates itself <laughs> more than any organization I've ever seen. <laughs> Oni has assassinated more Oni members than there were like terrorists throughout the entire war. Yeah, this is what it makes it is crazy. Eight seasons of Game of Thrones is like a a, a picnic for Oni. <laughs> the reason for it's kind of like the whole reason we haven't given you very many names. <laughs> until 2300 is because they don't matter because Oni killed them. <laughs> My God, now, no. now, Oni claims that it was total when all this data did come out, Oni claimed that it was totally unforeseen and it totally wasn't a hitch. <laughs> Bro, like they legit hit it with the excuse of like, what? We? It's kind of like... <laughs> It's kind of like when a wife walks in and finds her husband with another woman and he goes, this isn't what it looks like. <laughs> it's like, it is exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Have you, uh, you've ever seen the movie agent number 11? You ever seen that movie? Uh, dude, I fucking love that dude, movie. Dude, number one, the Kansas city shuffle I always say to people and they never get love it. it. They never get it. I'm like, dude, Ugh. but I think that is such an underrated movie. Uh, it, if you have not seen Asian number seven, Josh Hartnett is phenomenal in everything he does. Oh, phenomenal. Everything. But the best quote, when he walks in on his girl, like getting just roughhoused by some dude. I love it. He just looks them both and he's like, let me guess. Roughhouse. You fell and you couldn't get up. <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> fell right on in, but nah, man. But go ahead, man. Continue. So- Continue. <laughs> So we're going to go. F- so that was in 2330 that they just fucking just mysteriously fell over and died. 
just all of them of different races and different ages just mysteriously all died at the same time um so we're gonna go forward another two years oh into 2332 oh yeah we, we gotta talk about it oh god <sighs> we, this is the we gotta talk oh, about this is appropriate so precursor <laughs> precursor this is some foreshadowing um or is this would this technically be foreshadowing because it's in the past anyway uh i'm not <laughs> i'm not an english major I'm, i need to talk to one though because this is going to fucking eat at me um because this is a subject that takes place in the future but the past of the future that we know but it also takes place in the past further than that past so i don't know how to phrase this but thanks, um three four three oh thanks three four three god damn it so we gotta talk about in 2332 a little thing called the ross ziegler blip is discovered so the ross ziegler blip is a stratotopic i'm sorry the ross ziegler blip is a stratigraphic event on earth and a couple other planets hint hint named for the two earth geologists who discovered it in 2332 and what it is is it's a little blip that occurs about a hundred thousand years prior to the year 2332 during the late and i'm gonna burn i'm gonna murder this and how you say it but it's in the late pleistine era but yeah wait uh i'm pausing i'm pausing for effect and not out of curiosity (laughs) somebody's gonna somebody will correct me in the emails um also real real quick real quick i do want to say that the stratigraphic is just really um the studying of the earth's layers or like the layers of the planet so just keep that in mind i was getting that oh my god bro you you was you was like you was gone i'm like damn he killing it but i was like you know some people ain't all scientifical you know (laughs) Okay, so basically what it is, is basically it's... You ruined it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So basically... So it's when you're going through... They were going through the different layers of the Earth. And, you know, they were monitoring different things. They noticed that there was uh, an abnormality, to put it one way. A little blip on the record. And basically it was... The way they phrased it, it was a massive... There was a massive simultaneous extinction event. That seemed logically impossible. So what happened was they just totally dismissed it and they were like, it was, it's, they called it the blip because it's basically, it was impossible. Basically the way this, this is phrased is a hundred thousand years ago, just everything for a day just disappeared. It was just gone. Just everything died just at once. And so they were like, well, obviously that's impossible because we're here, (laughs) you know, um, uh, (laughs) but um so they wrote it off basically um they just wrote it as um spatial distortion so they wrote it off that when we started fucking with with slip space and we started getting into like bending time and space to make us move faster they just wrote it off as like a recourse of that basically the sun got real spooky and it made the world different which isn't too hard to believe because like even if you like go back on carbon dating which i know this is totally different but like even in carbon dating you can go back and you can see where in carbon dating genghis khan existed because he killed so many people that like there's an actual carbon footprint from him on like things you can see where he was because there was just less humans around so 
it's kind of similar. Like there was just a big event and everything was gone. That's it. That's all you need to know about the 2332 Ross Ziegler blip. I'm not just pulling it up to talk about it. That is something that is in like 12 episodes. You're going to go, Oh, that explains it. (laughs) We're doing um, it in nine. So just you wait. (laughs) Boy, I don't know. Um, so a few years after that, unless actually I'm going to be skipping ahead about 30 years. Do you need anything in there? Ken dog? Uh, the biggest things to keep in mind. Also a little fun fact. Allegedly the blip is named after a manager at three, four, three, uh, allegedly, right? Which totally is. Cause there's no way they just made that name up and it just so happened to be one person. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, the, and, and here's the thing. I'm going to say this, 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 this little, Part and you stop me in case if it if it ruins what you're about to do. So the next big date that I had was 2362. I have two things in that. Year. Okay, then I'm gonna leave it alone. Cause yeah, other, the only thing like major, like other from from that year, like 2349. That's when um, like the Moses Daces Union, like they they take a whole bunch of like um. Fragmented like mining companies in the so in the in, in the soul system and they all unified, but like that has to do more with the uh, the live action TV show that has that mm-hmm. has Locke aka Luke Cage. So <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, but no, we can jump to twenty three sixty two. That's that's I'm not gonna touch okay. that because I know there's a certain planet you've been dying to talk about. Dude, we're, we're it's in this year. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it's not my favorite planet. In the Halo universe, really? my favorite, yeah, my favorite planet is still about six years away. Oh, we'll get there. Sadly, we'll get there. Yeah. So two things happen. So twenty three sixty two, the first event that happens is what's called the Domus Diaspora. Or uh, crushed it, yeah, dude. You're Latin. <laughs> well, actually, no. Fun fact: not. Oh, that's not Latin. It's not, Fuck. Is that Latin? That's not Latin. That is Greek, motherfucker. Oh, and what does it mean, <laughs> dick face? Oh, it, golly, why would it be Greek, you ask? Weird. Did they have a thing with Spartans? I don't know. Um, What's it hmm, called? Con- connection, connection, connection. What does it so mean? So Domus, Domus is Greek for home. Diaspora is Greek, meaning to scatter about. Hmm. So could it be a whole bunch of people leaving Earth and scattering themselves across the stars? And that's what they named it? Could be. But there's another little... Here's a little tidbit that I didn't know. Because also the Greek connection to the Spartans and why they chose Greek over Latin. Because everything in in science fiction always goes Latin. I'm so happy they went Greek. Because it's different, (laughs) one. And two, like that subtle connection to the Spartans just like... I don't know. It just really got me going. Um... But the other thing that I found out that, you know, as doing my research, I found out that Diaspora is actually mentioned. Um, Cool thing, like the cool thing that I discovered was the Diaspora is actually a name for the Jewish population that were cast out of the Holy Land. Right, bro. You know what book? uh, Bro, hold on. We're not done yet. Buckle up. Do you know what book they are mentioned in? The the mass exodus of the the Jews from the 
The Diaspora specifically. Which book? If I'm going to take a shot in shot in the dark here. And we're talking about Judeo-Christian books. Hey, any book. You can fucking throw a book at it. Just guess. Just guess. Genesis. Genesis. The book of Genesis. Just guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm jump, chomping at the bit here. It's talked in the book of fucking John in the Bible. <laughs> Damn. Yo. <laughs> bruh connections dude whoever made this like put way more fucking thought into it than was needed for like a throwaway name like somebody like really fucking sat down and just drew connections because as you guys are going to realize throughout this series is there are two things that Bungie was obsessed with absolutely obsessed like goes home at night and draws it in fucking crayon on the walls like a crazy person like the dude in 23 like scratching it into everything like that that level wait what do you mean the dude in 23 say his name say his name no what do you mean no i mean no you can't fucking say jim carrey you can't say the riddler god no (laughs) he was god for a moment for a minute and that well, my God. That wasn't your God. Matter of fact, it, what, what, Jim Carrey? I, I answered a no man. <laughs> Yo, he knew Jennifer Lopez when she was a nobody. Yo, that's fair. That's fair. That's actually a good reason. Yeah. Like, yo, legit. What, he was the only dude to go. Like, he was the only white guy I can remember on Living Color. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was the only one. And that, remember, that's the Wayans brothers. Like, Mad TV, their SNL. He was the only white dude that I saw in Living Color. Shit. Also, that's Halo canon. That's why we could talk about this. <laughs> yeah. That's the fun thing about doing Halo is we can just write off anything as being Halo canon because it is. Um, that and if you ask 343 Studios, they don't fucking know. So like, they're just going to agree with you anyway. Oh, also, this um, writing took place when Bungie, uh, when Bungie had the license. Just to clarify, this is not 343. Yeah. We we had great hopes for three four three, and then they just did nothing but disappoint us um, over and over again. So if you hear us talking smack about them, and why why are they talking smack if they know so much about this video game series? It's because we know so much about this video game series that we don't like three four three. But the two things going back um, before we got off the rails, Book of John. Two things that no, the two things that Bungie was absolutely obsessed with was the number seven and the name John. Oh. Everything. Almost everything. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Almost everything having to do with them has one of the two things factored into it. Like, if you look at any piece of Halo lore written in the Bungie era of Halo, one of those two things you can find in it. Guaranteed. I bet a paycheck on it. Which... For those of you getting excited, it's exactly zero dollars because you guys didn't send and you guys didn't subscribe and refer your friends to us, so we didn't make any ad money. This is on you. I'm poor. I'm big poor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just future reference. Um, a lot of things are going to be involved. You're going to notice trends, and that's why they were obsessed with it. The other big thing happening in 2362 is humanity colonized a little planet that all of the halo fanboys are obsessed with and that little planet 
goes by the name of Reach. If we had dramatic music to play, we'd insert it there. Yeah, I got you. Oh. Yeah, just th- we should just throw throw the theme song back in. <laughs> Don't just pull the guitar riff from the outro. There we go. That thing slaps, dude. Um, Best decision I've ever made. <laughs> dog. I'm so glad we got that guitar solo. But um, so Reach held considerable importance to the United Nations Space Command as the nexus of its military and um, the site for like all the industrial facilities related to the military. So they had like shipyards was like their big thing that they had there. And I don't mean shipyards like Navy ships. I mean, shipyards is in like spacefaring vessels. It was also significant for being the largest producer of titanium, which was like super everywhere on the planet. You could like throw a rock and chances are not only would the rock hit titanium, the rock would also be fucking titanium. Like everything was fucking titanium on the planet, which is good for us because, you know, they used the primary source of metal that they used for everything was titanium. And um, officially reach was a colonist planet unofficially it was a super duper military planet <laughs> like if you if you knew met somebody like let's just say you were at the space bar hanging out with your space homies and you just you know were doing your space thing because space um and somebody walked in and you asked them where they were coming from and they said reach you would assume they were the 5-0 and you would lock up your spice and you would fucking roll out <laughs> like that's what everybody else thought of reach when you said you were from reach or your family was from reach it was a military planet so either you were military or they were part of like some sort of government agency that's how the common folk viewed reach but on paper reach was just a colonist planet where some people ate um reptilian chickens which facts facts that's one of their biggest things was reptile chickens I can't remember what those things called. Kenny, do you know what those things were called? Were they called the Guau? They are today. I'm in my mind. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. You're, you're talking about this. I'm trying. I don't think there's ever been an official number, but how many secret Oni bases were on Reach? Oh shit. Um, I know there was between five and seven space tethers alone. Right there. Well, I mean, there was Sword Base from from the from from Reach. There was Sword Base. Bru- um, well, you got to think everything was there. You know what I mean? So it kind of comes down to like how much of it was blacklisted right. and how much of it wasn't. You know what I mean? So I, I honestly couldn't put a number on it, dude. Because like it was one of those things where like they didn't make it a secret. You know what I mean? Like oh, it was, it was like not secret. it wasn't like a hush hush it was thing. It wasn't secret. like, oh, shh, don't talk about reach out loud. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't like that. It was just like they did it all openly just on the docket. They just marked it as a colony planet. They didn't mark it as like. Oh, we're going to make this like our first outpost, (laughs) you know? So I don't know. But another big thing. So humans are getting really good when it comes to reach. They're getting really good at colonizing at this point. Um, so it was, um, the most populated colony world, not only at the time, but it would continue to be the most colonized world not just for the military that was like coming and going out of there, but also just in like natural populace who was like, just, you know, doing normal shit, having normal jobs, living normal lives, had nothing to do with it. Um, and the big thing about it 
is the way they got there is they started doing pre-planned cities and so basically everything is pre-fabricated mm-hmm. um, put on mm-hmm. ships and then dropped from the ship and basically it wouldn't assemble itself but it was pretty much already assembled basically imagine like legos but instead of square blocks like inside that square block this square block would be a kitchen this rectangle block would be like bedroom one rectangle number two would be bedroom number two so on so forth throughout already furnished already hooked up for like ready to go for electricity like everything like ready to go out of the box housing which is the most corporate thing <laughs> it's it's what if uh, clayton holmes if the, clayton holmes went to space the, the, the capitalist in me is like yeah that makes sense and then the dreamer in me is like no kill it with fire <laughs> well yo that's the other thing too because if you think about it it's a one-way trip because like you said they had all the prefab structures but remember just like legos if you run out of pieces you got to get it from the source so remember they would actually mm. break down the actual colony ship for more parts so that was it yep. well that was only for a while they got they got, they got rid better. of that they got coming out of the yeah, yeah around 20 they don't have an official date obviously for something like that but between 2360 and 23 like i'd give it 90 yeah definitely 2390 they had it figured out um hundred percent. I can almost guarantee it. Twenty three ninety. They stopped doing oh, that because. Yeah. Um, but is it the initial? Because in twenty, it's the initial one. That's yeah. I mean. Initially, twenty three sixties. Yeah, hundred percent. It was a one way trip. But you, but it wasn't a one way trip. As in like scary. It was like a one way trip. As in, bear in mind, like the terrorist attacks. Like there's one every now and again, but it's no more thermonuclear bombs going off. It's like somebody shot at somebody else. You know, it, it's it's like minor terrorist threats it's more threats than anything so america Um, today just shootings everywhere the usual shootings everywhere but um it it was you had a guaranteed job i mean the planets were terraformed either prior to or damn near done by the time you got there like there was really nothing to lose you know what i mean you get off of the fucking earth because i mean earth sucks in the future guess what it sucks now it only gets worse like a lot of people were willing to go, man. Like a lot of people, kind of like why people back in the day and even today came to America. A fresh start. Fucking get out of your bullshit. Go start something fresh. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. You know, and that was the big thing. And it brought a lot of people together. Like that's the other big thing that like the lore doesn't do a good thing at talking about. But you can feel it through as you put all these pieces together, you can really feel it. that humanity kind of started getting their shit together. Like started coming together. Like I said, yeah, you had outliers of people who were acting a fool, but for the most part, everybody was on the same page. Finally, like everything was for the good of humanity. Yeah. The corporations were making their money. Yeah. One or two people fucking got elected power and they fucking like, that's the only reason they wanted to be in power was to have the power. Yeah, sure. But for the most part, everybody else was working together. Like, everything was running smooth. Now, real quick, do you have anything else to inject about 2362? Because there's one group I just want to mention because they do make a little pop-up. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's... (laughs) Oh, no, it's, it's it's actually hella quick. Um... Welcome to you, me, and Kenny, right? So the the biggest thing also to keep in mind, too, with Reach being that that first planet outside the normal normal solar system a little bit, uh, that's when the Assembly, 
aka that group of artificial intelligence, uh, that's when they started working sessions to kind of come up with models and ideas for or scenarios for when they believe humans were going to meet potentially hostile extraterrestrial um, intelligence, right? So essentially, this is a bit of a, a precursor to the fact like, hey, we made it out this far. So at some point, we're going to make first contact with somebody and it may or may not be hostile. Clearly, in about what another 200 years, we'll see that they weren't completely off the mark. And with that, because this man went and got a beer, you go ahead and get a beer. So we'll take a quick, brief intermission. Just come back after the queue. Just come back. Tell your friends, grab a drink, get some food. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Brandon got his beer. You got your beer. I got my drink. So we finished wrapping up 2362. We touched on the colonization of Reach. We talked about how the, excuse me, the committee decided to start putting together models and algorithms just in case we met some friendly green aliens. Brandon, what is next on this beautiful timeline? So for the next couple of years, the biggest things that happen is honestly just technological advancements as well as humanity is getting really good at finding planets and going, oh, I want that. (laughs) That's kind of like, that's kind of it. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to fast forward a few years. We're going to go about 30 years in the future because the next big cliff note that I want to bring up is in 2390. Um, 2390 isn't an important year itself, but there is an important milestone for humanity that happens in 2390. And the biggest thing, and to answer some of the questions you were answering, Ken Dog, um, in 2390, at that point in time, humanity has officially landed on and officially colonized 210 planets both within the system of soul as well as outside of our own solar system boy get the george bush mission accomplished banner out baby (laughs) (laughs) they did it the ueg 200 years ago them crazy sobs did it they got us to space (laughs) man that's that's one thing i found out so like i'm really glad we decided to do this ken dog not just because like it's fun to do But also because, like, the more I read this, like, and the deeper I dive, because I've known a lot of this information, and then some of it I thought I knew, and it turns out I didn't. Um, But the more I read this, like, the more I find out, like, for example, when you were talking about in the first episode about how how humanity was, like, so overpopulated, I, I didn't really grasp the concept of what you were talking about. Meaning, like, I thought overpopulated as in, like we had to generate our own like fake earth to expand continents in order to live on. I was thinking like creating more landmass or like, you know, there was less farmland, you know, but like even less farmland, you know, more people living in them denser, like less urban areas. I was thinking of like that kind of overpopulated where it's worrisome. I didn't know it was like overpopulated. Like people are literally on top of each other. Like, that bad like we have gone down we have gone up (laughs) like we can't fit motherfuckers on this planet anymore and i didn't realize that until i started like reading through like the colonist reports of like different planets and like seeing like even going back like in the terrorist attacks in the last episode like it was like five million here 
eight million there, fucking two million here, five hundred thousand there, fucking you know what I mean? But it was like those big numbers. And then here, it's like it's not in the millions, yeah, sure, but it's still like tens of thousands. Like most of these like ships were seventy thousand. Like fifty to seventy thousand is about the average I would give you for each ship that left out. And then multiply that by 210 times. Like, it's insane to me, like, how many people there are. And that's the thing that I do appreciate about Halo doing, is they're not just coming up with these people. Like, it's, it's a like, already in the mythos that these people aren't just, like, human isn't, humanity isn't an infinite resource. It is finite. Yeah, there's a lot. But at the same time, there's only so many. So... I don't know. I just really kind of appreciated Bungie for putting that forethought in there, whether it be on purpose or on accident and they just got lucky. I don't know, but I, I just kind of wanted to do another nod because that's something you brought up that I didn't fully appreciate. And I should have <laughs> even after I was like, Hey, people are living on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, Oh, that sounds like New York. <laughs> no, man. I just, I guess I just needed to see the numbers. You know what I mean? Like I needed to see it myself because I knew it was bad. You know what I mean? Like I, I knew it was bad and you knew it was bad, but you knew the truth of it where I knew like the golden goose of it. You know, I knew the, I knew the, what the wanted you to see of it. Well, that's, that's the thing about it. Right. That's why I was like, it's, it's funny how it parallels real life. Cause I mean, look at it. We'll look at our existence, right? Everything has a finite amount of, of resources, right? We're currently trying to figure out our gas situation. Or best way to put it, Europe is trying to figure out its gas situation. Uh, so that right there tells you, you know, little things like that. And then mind you, you, I think you saw when the UN popped out their climate change report and they're like, hey, we're beyond the precipice. Like, listen, we are, we are legit over the cliff. Like, things have to change. And, and mind you, I'm not... I. You know how I feel about it. I'm I'm ready for nuclear energy. Oh, um, bring it! I, I have changed. Yeah, like I have changed my thoughts on nuclear energy. We're, we'll bring the hen dog in first. We need to. We need episode. to. I was so wrong about it. Yes. I wish I would have talked to Hen God five years ago. I really do. Yeah, but here, say lovely. But yeah, no, man. It's it definitely. You know, it's funny because you look at the Halo maps, especially in Halo Two when we're fighting on Earth. It, you don't get that in, that impression. Of the world no. being overpopulated, but you do not get it at all. But you're also fighting. Another thing I noticed that they did is like you're always fighting in like a, not necessarily like a capital of sorts, but you're always fighting in kind of a, a certain area that there's meant to be some sort of stoicism about it. You know what I mean? Like some sort of like feel to it. Like not a not a like religious feel to it, but like a human utopia feel where it's big and grand and like it's a it's just it's a monument to humanity status among the stars right no i mean you look at brazil mm-hmm. in in halo and it, well, i think it was brazil and halo 2 uh new mombasa new mombasa and, and, and halo 3 uh, in general in, in halo, yeah literally halo 3 in general um yeah no man it's 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 interesting how when when you're on earth you don't for at least for me looking at anything about it I, I you never feel that overpopulation and mind you know there's graphical limitations and stuff mm-hmm. you can't really have random humans running up and down the street as like the freaking um you know I can't think of it I, I will know it for the next episode but you remember those giant covenant um scorpions supermax oh the, not, not the scorpions not the scorpions the <sighs> 
the fuck was we'll the name of those? We'll know for the next episode. We'll, we'll know for the next Scarabs. episode. Scarabs. Scarabs, thank you. Yes, Scarabs. I was going to be like, uh, the Egyptian god Ra. Um, <laughs> you know what? That would have brought me there. <laughs> <laughs> right, like a Ra with Scarab, easy. Well, but I'm like, I can't say that. Konami would come get me for the copyright. <laughs> well, speaking of mythology... Break it down. We're going to go ahead a couple more years. We're going to go ahead and we're just going to breach right over 2400 and we're going to go all the way up to 2468 because really there is something Ken Dog does want to add to that that does happen and it is super important to something I'm going to bring up later on but I'm going to leave that to Ken Dog section. Oh, um, for, for no, well, su- surprisingly I did. I, I keep two things for for 24 for the, the initial 2400. So 2412 um, the biggest thing to keep in mind, this is when humanity colonizes a planet by the name of Alluvian. Uh, nothing, there's nothing really super big about it to know other than the fact of this is when we started seeing colonization for what's considered the outer colonies. Um, it is very important to keep in mind for the outer colonies because they'll, they'll play a big part after the, the insurrections. Um, other than that... Uh, I can't. I could talk about Meridian. There's. I don't personally like. I don't think there's anything. There's nothing major in Meridian that we need to know that we major, can't yeah. bring up next episode. Right, and I, I, I'm gonna be real. We, not against the stewards and and the, <laughs> the prospectors, but yeah. it's essentially the the equivalent of it, the the Kulsevics and the Freedians, except one was capitalist, the other one was like, hey. We should leave every... They're environmentalists. Yep. I think that's actually the best it, way to... It, yeah, it was. Were, yeah. It was one preserving the nature and the other one wanting to expand for resources. Guess which one won? <laughs> Guess. Ca- uh, capitalism, <laughs> capitalism once they found out. wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a true capitalist, right. so I mean, I'm not talking shit. But, um... Okay, can we talk about it now? Can we talk about it now? Yeah, I have been waiting all, all week. I, I am know. so excited. You have no <laughs> idea. I love everything about this planet. I fucking love it. Um, Starts with a heart. Dude, I am literally like about to cry. I'm so happy I could finally. Because like the listeners, like they have no choice. They've already made it this far. <laughs> like they have to see it through. <laughs> like they have to hear me fanboy about this. <laughs> Break it down. Talk about your All right. Planet. In the year 2468, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. This is the second most important planet in Halo Mythos after Earth. Like, Earth is number one. This planet is number two. Reach is number three. Onyx is number four. Like, <laughs> if you, I will die on that hill. <laughs> like, I will die on it. Fuck Reach. <laughs> Fuck Earth. This is my favorite. I love this planet. All right. In the year 2468, a planet is colonized by the name of Harvest. And I love this planet. Not just because a lot of you who have like who are like really familiar with the Halo lore know why this planet's important. But I love it in the lore sense because when they were writing about Harvest, They nailed everything so far out of the park. Like, to me, reading about the other planets... So, there's a reason I just glossed over and said, Yeah, we we, we did 210 other planets. 
yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of cool. It's kind of a big deal, whatever. There's a reason I have been by naming <laughs> certain planets and then blowing past like 220 other ones. <laughs> Harvest is the one that is my favorite. Not only because a lot of important things happen on Harvest later on, and Harvest is definitely a planet you need to know. By the way, all the planets I said are the ones you need to know. Everything else you can let go. They come and go. Certain things happen in them. The events the events they generate are important, but the planets themselves are not important, except for Harvest, Reach, Earth. Honestly, Onyx, and that's kind of it. Maybe, maybe New Meridian, maybe, but that's, that's, that's close. That's a close cut. But the reason Harvest is really cool is because from its discovery to like the end of like everything that we know about it, it is just riddled, riddled with Norse mythology. Like it is chock full of it, dude, <laughs> dude, I am so stoked about it. So like... What was the name of the AI on the ship they came oh, we, that they came on? <laughs> we will get there. <laughs> we we you hear that? Don't get rush there. Um, so Harvest. <laughs> let me let me describe the planet itself because Harvest was found, and when they found it, like it solved a problem for the UEG that it knew it was going to have at some point. Eventually, like they were going to need to feed everybody, right? So Harvest, <laughs> clever name, um, they found it and it was like perfect, perfect for settling and growing crops. Um, it's about the size of Mercury and it was the only like habitable planet in its area. Like everything else kind of sucked, all the other planets, but something about Harvest was awesome um, because not only was it hab habitable, but it was also super fertile, like super fertile. Um and it was like, it was ni oxygen, nitrogen rich, and it was ready to go. It was basically out of the box, begging for humans to just start farming and start creating things in it. Um, are you are you saying that the planet wanted them to plow it? Dog, it was plow begging it for good. it. It was dripping. <laughs> just dripping crops. So, it was about the size of Mercury, and it was just like, as Ken Dog put it, begging to be plowed. Now, <laughs> the reason favorite tool on harvest is a hoe. <laughs> so the cool thing about um, this planet specifically, on top of like everything else I'm going to go into, but you only really need to know like one landmass because there is only one landmass on the entire planet. Just one, just one, taking up a, just about sixty-seven percent of its like surface area is the supercontinent they called Edda. Kendog. Do you know what an Edda is? I'm just going to assume Edda means Eden. No. Damn. So, an Edda is... So, you know, the Norse, the way they, like, passed their mythology, they didn't write a lot of it down. They wrote down some of it. But a lot of it was kind of lost through the ages. There are two books um, that really, like, go deep into Miss uh, Norse lore, and they are the Eddas. I've read one of them. I haven't yet read the other one. Um, Which one? The poetic or the prose? Poetic. Nah. Honestly, from what I've heard, it's the good one. 
It's the one that hooks people. It's the one that gets you in. It's the New Testament, and then it hits you with the Old Testament. <laughs> All right out of there. <laughs> yeah, Odin was a bit of a jerk, y'all. In case y'all wanted to know about Norse mythology, Odin was an asshole, and so was Thor. Yo. So everybody, everybody, were, everybody were jerks. I, I think Loki... In the actual Norse mythology, like, yeah, he was an asshole with mischief, but he actually wasn't that bad. Oh, no, he was bad. Dude. He was bad? Oh, dude. <laughs> like, dude, Thor like, had the, a saying. Like, I know he... Um, what was the saying he oh, had? God. When something goes wrong... Um, God damn it, he had a saying just about that. When something goes wrong, he asked Loki for it can either be solved by him or it was caused by him, but usually both. <laughs> like... Loki, Loki, every problem the gods had <laughs> was usually caused by fucking Loki. <laughs> and then Loki had to, like, unfuck it somehow, but usually he couldn't. It, it, dude, we'll get into it. I want to no, do it. I, I want to do a you, me, and myths one because I fucking love <laughs> the whole mythos about it. And what we'll do is I'll just put you on one side of a table and me on the other side, and I'll just take all Norse mythology. I'll wainerize it, and I'll regurgitate it to you in a brand new story. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, well, we're going we're gonna to table this conversation because the only Loki quotes I can pull are from Marvel. All right, so break, 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 yeah, that's I'll how send bad you a good the book. I read a good right book. Now. I'll send it your way. It's really awesome, dude. My man. It, it really, man. it's what dove me into it. Um, I'll see if I get you year one of Batman. We'll trade. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so... Other other things about it, um, there are only so because it's like a Pangea esque kind of situation. Uh, the two very low salt, very low salt seas um, cover the remainder of the planet. There's one to the north by the name of Hunan, and one to the south by the name of Mun. You know why they're important, Ken Dog? You know what? Od- Why is it? By we, Odin's Raven. Every episode with exam. <laughs> You've heard that saying a million times. Those are their names. No, I haven't. I, I play God of War and I never heard them crows get mentioned. <laughs> Super important. Anyway, uh, actually, they're not. <laughs> now that I think about it, is they're kind of like mentioned yeah. once. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> they're still fun to know. Um, so. <laughs> the big thing now in between so going directly through the middle of Edda is what they call the Bifrost which obviously the Bifrost being the thing that connects all the gods everybody who's watched a Marvel movie knows that but then to answer your question about another thing the ship that brought them to that planet is Skidblenir and Kindog do you know what that is yeah, Skiblinier, Jorgen, Bargen, Jorgen. <laughs> he was number one. Um, no, so Skiblinier is super important in lore because it is a giant collapsible ship that always has favorable wind. But the reason it's important is that was give, given to the god Frey the same day that Odin got a hammer by the name of Mjolnir. Foreshadowing. <laughs> wonder what other Mjolnir's will run into I want to tell you at least we got to do a bonus episode where I tell you the story that starts with Loki shaving Thor's wife's head and ends with Thor getting a hammer <laughs> oh and there's a golden pig 
This sounds like the Myth and Legends podcast I used to listen to. Dog. Like, literally, he would open the episode just like that. Like, hey, let me explain to you how Thor got his hammer, but it involves his wife getting her head shaved by Loki. Stay yeah. tuned. Like, what? Dog, it is a wild story from start to finish. Like, <laughs> Thor basically just gets out of bed, strangles Loki, and starts breaking his fingers at one point. <laughs> the whole story is wild. Um... <laughs> Thor's like, don't worry, it'll be a while now, but I'll get pretty good at it. I think I can. I think in a couple months I'll be able to break all your bones in maybe twenty minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yo, Thor was like a real tool in yo, like real mythology. Dude, like he was super dumb and tool. solved everything through strength. There's a reason why he wasn't he wasn't going to lead after Odin. Like he, but I mean, Marvel did really good. Like kind of in that aspect of like really nailing it with Thor. He's very short. I wouldn't say he's dumb. I'd say he's short-sighted. Very short-sighted. But you got to bear in mind, the only reason Odin fucking was super wise, even though he's kind of a dipshit too. um, Was he was a hothead. Yeah. He was a hothead just like his son. Well, he cut out his eye and gave it to the fucking troll anyway. We'll get into it. We'll do a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, all right so we covered the shit yeah. <laughs> odin basically walks up to this dude and is like yo let me drink your soup <laughs> he's like uncle please and the dude's like i don't know you <laughs> um so i wanted to bring up harvest not just because it was super cool it is a very important planet that we need to like have in our memory for later on um and we're also going to go forward about another hundred years, about a hundred, give or take a few, um, because in the year 2475, there's a number, and I don't have a specific number, but I know it's a number, of civilian uprisings that take up against Earth's control. And that happens between specifically the years of 2475 and 2483. Now, they are not at the first, they are not violent. We're not repeating what we had with the Freedons and the Coastal Vicks at first. This is just people starting to realize each planet is different. Yeah, they've terraformed them so that way humans can live on them, but they don't know the traditions and cultures that are being birthed out of these planets. It's kind of like how, Ken Dog, you and I talked last episode about how, like, if humans can, like, one day wake up and live together. And then I was like, who knows? Because then at the end of the day, yeah, Earth would be united. But then what about Earth and Mercury? What about Earth and Mars? How's that going to work? We're now moving into that stage where now, yeah, humans on Earth are living together. But other planets are starting to develop their own cultures, their own phraseology, their own dialects, their own their own everything. And they're wondering why they're doing all this for Earth. Earth's still overpopulated, yeah, sure. But you gotta think, like, most everybody has left Earth. Why is Earth still running everything? Why are they still bowing down in front of these people who aren't there for them? They're not out trying to, like, fight piracy for them. They're not the ones who are, like going and breaking their backs at dawn in order to raise crops that are just going to be sent across the galaxy. They're not the ones doing that. No. 
So why are they doing all this for somebody who's not even going to protect them from a random attack? It is literally the Americans. <laughs> like It is taxation without representation going on. And it starts getting people going and wondering why the fuck they're doing it. And eventually, it, eventually people stop talking about it behind closed doors and between fan, uh, you know, friends and family. And they start talking amongst neighbors. And then from the neighbors, it starts going to the bars and from the bars to the workforce and from the workforce, the politicians and from the politicians, they officially organize in 2487 into the People's Occupation and Secessionist Union. And they submit a formal request on about, about a dozen worlds, not asking but demanding independence from Earth. And I just want to add, in the history of our history, you already know what happens when you start demanding, what what's the word, rights, Oof. liberties, privileges? <laughs> Drastic difference actually, between it, all three of those. <laughs> I just want to interject. Oh yeah, but no, but it, it's 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 weirdly poetic, right? Because you think about it in the sense of, um, you know, Britain colonizing, you know, what became to be known everybody, as Americas, right? Everybody, India, yeah, every, everybody. Australia, <laughs> us. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know, the, it's like a, it's like what history is always doing to repeat itself. Like literally, we colonize the the we colonize space, and everybody's like, wait a minute, why are we? We don't even live on Earth anymore. <laughs> But it does bring up a good question. You know what I mean? Because yeah. now I will give this. I, I don't want to sit here and be like touting. I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk, so I don't want to just be sitting here screaming anti-corpo. But at the same time. He's playing as a corpo, y'all. He is the machine. I am playing. I'm doing a corpo run right now. But um, at the same time, you, the UEG is trying to solve all these problems as well. But. There's no, I, I really cannot find in the mythos anywhere that determines whether it's ignorance, arrogance, or just the sheer laziness to solve the problems. Uh, I, or, or just like they were being solved, but not quickly enough. I can't find the answer. And I think that's also on purpose. I think that's something that we are meant to discuss and find out in like a reason for us to get together as fans and figure this out on our own. I really do think that it was left ambiguous for a reason. I mean, technically you can, you can, you can kind of go based off. Cause like you read some of the reports about the earlier colonies, right? And, and you, you put it best this with the CAA and the CMA. One were paper, you know, paper pushers like, Hey, we got to follow the rules. The other ones were like, uh, red tape, red tape, red tape. And I think the, and I, I feel like what I'm about to say is kind of like a, a weak way to sum it up, but it's definitely the most important thing is, like you said, everybody in the colonies got tired of being taxed. Like, why is it all my money is always going to Earth? Earth ain't all the way out here. Earth doesn't farm my lands. Earth doesn't put gas in my car. Look what Earth did to Earth. Earth. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. We're going to let that happen here on our planet? This is our planet. Yeah. We came out here. We've, we've molded the terrain. We fought the fauna. We're the ones who cultivated the fauna or the flora. We're the ones who put in the work. They are just reaping the successes of others. 
So whether that's a wrong thought or a right thought, that's up to you, the listener, to decide, not us. I know where I stand. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. What's the name of this party? Ah, it's going to haunt me. Libertarians are all ears now. They're like, tell us more about these colonies. <laughs> I will. I will tell you what. Go ahead. Write me in as a libertarian candidate. I will run as libertarian. I don't know what I am. If I had to pick, I'd have to say libertarian. But I really don't know. Libertarian. Okay. Quick question. Uh, tell us about Aleppo. Leprosy. Uh, no, uh, alopecia. I'm asking about alopecia. Uh, Tell us about. <laughs> you said Aleppo, and I was like, "Fucking what?" <laughs> I thought you. And I that's thought you just why. hit me with like some fucking political shit, and that I knew nothing I about, and I was about to hit me with some embarrassing bullshit. <laughs> that's why Gary Johnson lost his vote. He could he could not tell anybody what Aleppo was, and neither could I. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gary Johnson. Oh y'all. man, yo man, he might. <laughs> We're not gonna get into it. You mean politics coming yeah, soon? Because yeah. uh, <laughs> I would love to go through the life and time Sam. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, oh man, Gary Gary Johnson is the equivalent of the UEG. Oh my god, <laughs> <in> this time, <laughs> Gary. And, and let me I don't know whether it's through arrogance, ignorance, or laziness. <laughs> Oh god! Oh man, I want that. I want that scraped into my tombstone, Kenny. <laughs> Just not, will, not loving father, like, not, not dedicated husband. I want. I don't know if he was ignorant, arrogant, or lazy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like your wife would agree. I mean, she'd be like, "Yeah." This, Anybody this who's met me will say I'm one of those three. <laughs> they they'll just never agree on which. It depends on the day. <laughs> it literally does. Um, <laughs> sometimes all three. Um, all right. So we're going to kind of break check here. So in order to kind of the Kenny and I talked about it and in order to give you guys like actual substantial information that's worth your time, because I know you guys are you guys are doing wonderful and we really appreciate you listening to us. And we don't want to waste your time. So I'm going to... You're the real ones. I, I, you guys are... We cannot appreciate you enough. Thank you for everything. But we're going to kind of jump forward and then jump back. Not by a lot. It's only going to be a, by a couple years. Um, Actually, it's only going to be by a couple months. But I still feel bad because I don't want to, like... I don't want you guys to go back and forth between episodes. So we're going to talk about something a little ahead by a couple months. And then we're going to go back. A little bit. All right. So we're going to jump forward because I do think, Kenny, you and I need to address the elephant in the room. Now, which elephant? (laughs) That's the real question. The onyx elephant. (sighs) Onyx, 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 onyx. Now, we're not talking about all of onyx. We're just talking about 2491 onyx. Mm-hmm. Also, the, the, re- the I just want to explain the tone in my voice. Onyx, when it comes to talking about Onyx in terms to lore, it is very... <laughs> Fast and loose with the rules. <laughs> yes, it can be very problematic. Onyx is the drunk uncle at the party. Mm-hmm. 
and and nothing against Onyx. Onyx has a lot of trauma, and that's because uh, what Daddy Microsoft and Mommy Bungie couldn't decide on some things. Yeah, we'll do. We're gonna have to do a bonus episode of why we come off kind of scatterbrained in these episodes. It's not because we don't know what's going on. It's because of conflicting information, and we'll do a bonus episode, maybe like a quick thirty to forty-five minute one. Where we go through the reason of why that is. Because there's a really good reason. Well, it's really not a good reason. It actually is kind of weird that it embodies a little bit, a little bit of the Halo mythos. (laughs) Yeah. Also, the Assembly makes a comeback on Onyx, too. There's a, they they show up on there, too. Who does? The Assembly. Oh, yeah. You you are to Onyx as I am to the Assembly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but with the assemblies, like the little things, it's like, hey, just so you know, this is what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, but yeah, man, if you, you let's let's talk about what is it twenty four no not twenty four ninety one it is twenty four ninety one yep twenty four ninety one um because the next thing the really important thing that everybody came here to listen to happens in January of twenty four ninety one we're gonna skip ahead to about probably August May yeah May June it's around May. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, 6th of May, to be specific. Um, so, we're not going to go deep into this planet right now. We're going to kind of give you the basics of it. Um, because we are... Onyx is going to be like a whole episode later on. Um, but before we get into the big set of information, I'm going to talk about it. That in this on the 6th of May, 2491, a planet was discovered and recommended for colonization. The name of the planet being <laughs> weird. It's almost like we've been talking about it already. Onyx. Um, on- <laughs> Woohoo! Y'all did it. Congratulations. <laughs> you passed your test this week. Achievement uh, <laughs> unlocked. Onyx was a prime colony choice um, because it was close to Earth. It was. It had a very rich oxygen nitrogen atmosphere, like very rich. Um, it had ed- edible flora, and um, the fauna, for the most part, wasn't carnivorous. <laughs> <laughs> so it was easy to tame fauna and then the fauna itself um was also scattered around and for the most part it was also edible so everything pointed towards onyx being a prime candidate for colonization and the reason they named it onyx is because original deep space scans of it showed that there was like very huge onyx deposits throughout the entire planet <sighs> the best way that i could do and not giving anything away is the one strange thing that they found from these scans of onyx is that there was no tectonic movement zero nothing meaning for those of you who know why earthquakes happen the plates around the planets itself didn't shift they didn't change they stayed in one spot nothing changed nothing inside the world was happening but that also meant there was no earthquakes. So, you know, why shake off a good thing? So there's that. And that's pretty much the, it's kind of like the UEG's like theme is like, if it's not broken, don't look at it. <laughs> just don't acknowledge it. Just keep moving. <laughs> so there's that. And that is all you need to know about Onyx for now. Because Onyx will have its own episode, which will have an asterisk after it saying... If you want it to be lore. 
yeah. I, I was going to touch on the assembly, but since we're doing the Onyx specific episode, it'll be a good introduction of why it took so long mm-hmm. to colonize Onyx. So we'll, we'll, I'll keep that one in the chamber. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't fire that one off yet. But... I don't know, man. I'm Spanish. I'll get you pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> but this sets us up for the next step, the next episode, where we're going to talk about Orion Phase 2. And that happens and starts on a... On a God damn it. That brings us up to Orion Phase 2. And that starts on January 29th, 2491, and goes all the way through to 2505. And for those of you who are waiting for an actual story and not exposition, the story starts in 2505. Like, the actual, there's no more, yeah, we're going to have tidbits of information that come from finding it around everywhere that come through and add to the story. But the main story of Halo starts in 2505. Like, everything, if you played the games, if you've watched the series, everything starts and kicks off in 2505. Which is weird that that's when the second phase of Orion starts. But, so... (laughs) Summarize this episode. <laughs> We've gone through several very important planets. I expect y'all to have them memorized. Um, <laughs> especially my favorite. We've gone through. Wait, it, it was it was Reach, right? Reach was number one because that, that's all I remember, right? <laughs> some like some... I put Harvest above it? Earth. <laughs> 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 I'm upset that I was born on Earth and not a fictional world. (laughs) Even knowing what I know. (laughs) Hey, listen. Their Elon got them to Mars. Your Elon got you on Twitter. That's Mm. all I can tell you. (laughs) Facts. Well, we'll see because pushback. But, um, which they didn't complain when Bezos bought fucking WIPO, but whatever. Um, focus, focus, focus. So to summarize, in summary, um, we've gone over in a couple important planets. Um, just so you guys know, the Freedons and the Kosoviks, they are, it's been a couple hundred years by now. There's one or two people, maybe, at this point of them. Like, their movements have died. However, they've just picked up new torches and new names by the secessionists. All right. So basically, there's a group, like, there's new warfare starting out now. And that really picks up in 2491, and we will go over that next episode as well, because it ties in really well with the characters we're going to bring in. But fires are starting to come up, and with new fires arising as quickly as old fires are being put out, we meet our second reoccurring character of both the Halo universe as well as this podcast. And we're going to be picking up in the waning days of July in the year 2510, where a young scientist lands on a military facility in Reach. Being one of the smartest and most calculating people on human record, she was assured of her own future success, but even she could never have predicted the events that she sets in motion. So be sure to join us next week to find out more about her and two other major recurring characters on the next episode of You, Me, and Lore as we go over the life and times of Dr. Catherine Elizabeth Halsey.
Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify to stay up to date on all things lore. Also, check us out on Facebook to leave feedback and make suggestions on what series to do next. You, Me, and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Wainer and Kenny Gomez. Sound and editing by Kenny Gomez and Brandon Wainer. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amadasset. Transitions and outro composed and played by Sam Gibbs, both of which can be found at Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit us at the You, Me, and Lore Facebook page or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail.com. Catch you next episode.